This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Kentucky Daily, a daily podcast covering your University of Kentucky Wildcats. I'm your host, Sean Smith, joined by Derek Terry of the Cats Paws. Uh, Derek, there was a big-time football game in the state of Kentucky last Friday night featured North Harden and Frederick Douglass. Uh, listeners to Kentucky Daily, they knew about that matchup because we spent multiple t- days talking about it, and it it lived up to the billing. It did. Um Really a phenomenal game. If you were at home on Friday night and you were interested in what was going on around the state of Kentucky on the opening weekend of high school football, that was a game to tune into. It was uh, aired live on YouTube by Prep Spin, which I think at one point, Sean, there were, I believe, over a 1,000 listeners or uh, people watching that game at one point. So it definitely had the interest. And any kind of typical first game, especially in a year like this, it's been a little bit strange. It was not always the most well-played game. It got sloppy, had some turnovers, but, man, it, uh, the end of that fourth quarter, it turned very exciting at the end, and we really got a great finish. Yeah, that's that's what I was actually going to bring up next was the ending of that game with the two drives, the one where Frederick Douglass marched down the field, took the lead, and it looked like they were going to win the game. And then here comes North Harden behind a play that Lavelle Wright, who we're going to have on this episode, he just wheeled his team into field goal range, Derek. He took a little swing pass or a little dump pass there from the quarterback. And it's like I know for a fact he broke at least, what, three tackles, bounced off a couple of guys, and just wheeled the team into field goal range. And then that's where the fireworks came. I mean, it was one of the most uh, bizarre field goals you'll ever see. I still have no idea how that play was, was made. Yeah, so the center snapped a ground ball to the uh... – Holder, who somehow managed to grab that and get his finger down and uh, allow the kicker to kick it. I mean, I, I don't know how it was where every, all of our listeners, you guys might have gone to high schools, that the kicking game was very good. Where I went, it was kind of a minor miracle anytime you made a field goal. So, nonetheless, a game-winning field goal attempt and a huge game. I mean, that kid, ice in his veins, first of all, the kicker. But really, I, I give a lot of credit to the holder. Because if he can't get that down, I mean, you you probably lose the game right there unless you can somehow find a way to scramble out of that and make something out of nothing. I mean, a great job. But, you know, Lavelle Wright's catch and run where he was just willpower. That's what that was. It was willpower to get his team closer to the end zone and set that up. Without that, who knows what would have happened. But really a lot of things had to go right there at the end for uh, North Harden to win. But it was a phenomenal high school football game. 19 to 17, I believe, was a final score, a, a unique final score in some ways. You don't see that a whole lot. So a really fun opening weekend. I hope um, I hope Prep Spin continues to do that. I know not every single game is going to be 
as anticipated as that. But it's a really good opportunity to watch some of the state's top players. And you had upwards of seven or eight guys in that game with UK offers, power five offers, and then four, of course, who are going to Kentucky. So Foster Jagger, Burton, and uh, DeKel Crowdis. But um, really exciting to be a part of that still, I'm sure. Too when when you see what Lavelle did Friday night, Derek, does it make you feel even more confident about the guys that they have in this class? Because that that was the that was the area of this recruiting class that really got it moving was the in-state kids, Lavelle Wright, Jordan Lovett, and those and Dekel Crowdis early on. And I think we all knew that Lavelle was a solid player, but I don't think anyone really knew exactly how good he was until Friday night. I think his style is going to fit well in that running back room. Um, the good news for Kentucky is that they have so many guys who are still going to be ahead of him that it ought to be a situation you know, similar to some of the guys this year who are having to force their way in. If Lavelle's in a, in a spot where he can play early, it's because he earned it and beat up some guys who are, who are good. But you know, running back's also room. You see you know, guys get banged up running the football. So depending on what happens next year, I mean, Lavelle might have a chance to get on the field. But when you see that kind of hard running, always falling forward, um, I'm not so sure he got a chance to really show off a ton of speed the other day. That's something he can continue to work on. But that mentality, though, and the drive that he has, that will play well at the next level. And you've got to love having someone like that from in your home state who uh, will bring that kind of mentality to the team. Yeah, and you know Mark Stoops and all those coaches were watching that game Friday night. I think he actually said it during the press conference that he watched a really good high school football game online, and we all know that that's the one he was talking about. That was his way of saying it without giving it away uh, or getting any kind of rule violation or anything like that. But, Derek, one thing before we get into this interview with Lavelle, there were a ton of players that hold U.K. offers and other Division One offers that really stood out in that game. Dane Key was the guy that really stood out to me that I think Kentucky needs to get at that wide receiver position, a legacy recruit. Was there anyone else that stood out to you other than him possibly, or, or was it just him that really caught your attention? Yeah, you know, Dane did have a good game. Um, he would probably be my pick as well. He did have the one fumble, but that was I think that was more so a good hit by the North Harden player to, to force that one free. I mean, four-star in-state players don't come around a whole lot skill position players in the state of Kentucky at least they haven't in recent years and he's uh he's a guy that in the 22 class along with Gavin Wimsett from Owensboro they're they're both already consensus well not consensus actually because Dane's a three-star on rivals but his composite score is uh, a four-star on 24-7 so we'll get into probably another time what what that means but when you have two skill position guys uh, in your home state who I think some would say, even Wimsat, I think some would say are, are UK leans at this point. That doesn't mean that they're going to commit to Kentucky. But when you have those kind of guys, high profile like that, if you can get them on board early, I really think it can do I, – I, I think if they got those two early, it could really set the 22 class in the same kind of path that the 2020 class was on. Now, that's a lot of ifs, but um, – that was a good opportunity for Dane, I think. You know, Ty Bryant's another guy from Frederick Douglass who has an offer from Kentucky. Uh, I don't remember a ton about him that game. I do remember seeing him out there, and I think he looks the part of a future SEC defensive back. But Crowdis had his moments. I mean, Jagger, he was just plowing people, and then he got a two-point conversion to run in. He's like the fridge running the ball in there. You can get the ball to Jagger on the one-yard line. I don't think anyone's going to stop him. No, certainly not. You know, you mentioned – all the four stars and three stars, but let me tell you about a five star. The Butcher's Pub 
in Palmville in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Derek, it is a five-star venue. You can show up there. You can watch football, baseball, basketball. You get live music. You get all the deals. And Monday, Derek, is Kids Eat Free at the Butcher's Pub with the purchase of an entree. So get out to the Butcher's Pub tonight. Uh, enjoy a free meal. It's also burger night and $8 mimosa drinks. It's a mimosa Monday, so $8 for a pitcher. Uh, so get out to the Butcher's Pub, either of those locations. Visit thebutcherspub.com. Check them out on Facebook. Derek, I know you have a plug for the Butcher's Pub. You heard that business name over the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I was letting my dad know that uh, the Butcher's Pub is our title sponsor, and he works in Williamsburg, and let me know that he has some friends at work who uh, frequent the pub and uh, had very good things to say about it. So I'm looking forward to getting out there whenever I have the chance. Uh, and if you're in that Tri-County area and you're looking for some dinner plans, go check it out. Yeah, get out there and check it out for yourself. Uh, we've told you enough great things about it, but it's up to you now to get out to the Butcher's Pub, have dinner, have a drink, kick back and watch some, some sports on TV. But before we get into this interview with Lavelle Wright, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Kentucky Daily. Call Bryant Law, 261-7381. This is attorney Jeremy Bryant. Have you been injured at work in the last 24 months? Contact Bryant Law. We want you to understand that every dime an insurance company keeps from you is another one they keep in their pocket. You're entitled to just compensation. So don't let the insurance company tell you what's proper. After all, you're the one who has been injured on the job. I'll evaluate your case and tell you the truth. Call Bryant Law in Corbin and get what you deserve. Visit online at Jeremy bryantlaw.com Welcome back everyone to Kentucky Daily as now we're joined by Kentucky football commitment Lavelle Wright. Lavelle thanks for joining us. Uh, No problem. Anytime. Lavelle, there was a big game in the state of Kentucky last week, uh, Frederick Douglass versus North Harden, a matchup that you all came out on top on. But how did it feel just, I guess, after the last five to six months with all the uncertainty around high school football and sports, how did it feel to just get out there and play a football game? I felt good just waking up that morning. I was just, I woke up real early, just excited and just had a whole lot of energy to myself. The whole team was all ready to go. Well, Bill, to play in such a high-profile game like that, uh, obviously North Harden, one of the top schools in the state, and then Frederick Douglass um, came up just short of the state championship last year. So to not only be back on the field, but to play in a game that I know was probably the, by far the most discussed high school game in the state of Kentucky uh, last Friday, just what did that mean to play in a game like that? I mean, it meant a lot. Um, Coach C was just telling the team the whole week we needed to earn our respect during that game, and whenever, whenever we won – it was going to be big to the whole state, and we did that. Lavelle, how have things changed since you committed to Kentucky back in the spring? So, you know, like last year during high school football, you know, you weren't a Kentucky commit, but have you noticed something different when you stepped out on the field Friday night, maybe a little bit more attention on you and stuff since you've been a Kentucky football commitment? Oh, yeah, definitely. Even during pregame, I just saw the cameras on me and everything. Just try to, I try to stay away from them, just like focused on myself and everything, but – I saw definitely just the fans and everything just all excited to see me out there. So probably one of the most talked about plays was the uh, last pass that you had. Yeah. Break a few tackles. Just, uh, just kind of walk us through that play, how it all went down from your perspective. 
Uh, so I knew it was third and long, and I saw that um that nobody had came for my blocking assignment. And then once I leaked out, Manny had gave me the ball, and I just knew that I had to make as many tackles, break as many tackles as I could, so I can get into the field goal range. I didn't when I saw that when I saw me uh, throw like two people off me. I didn't I didn't actually didn't even know what I did. So I actually got saw the video. I was like, dang, I did that. <laughs> and you showed off your arm too. On one play yeah. there. I mean, so how how excited were you to show off that, too? I mean, that was a bomb. Mm-hmm. I mean, during the whole week, I didn't throw that ball that that far all week, and we were just practicing and practice, and they were just like, you got to throw with your gloves on, and I hate doing that. But once I let it go, I looked up in the air, and I was like, dang. I didn't actually – I didn't even see the ball. I didn't even see the ball. I asked, him on, I asked Marks on the sideline. I was like, is that a good ball? He was like, yeah, but um, he's like, I had to wait for it. I got drilled. <laughs> Like, it just kept carrying on the TV screen, too. I think it went out of the picture, didn't it, Derek? I don't even yeah, know if you yeah, can see yeah. it. <laughs> but you mentioned that you noticed the TV cameras and everything on you. Going into that matchup, with it it was one that wasn't on the schedule, but then the changes with COVID and everything sort of allowed it to be played. Did you feel like you had to prove something, go out there and play well in a game of that magnitude? I mean, I just know that I had to go and just contribute to the team and get the win. I mean, just the whole week we were just saying that we had to just – earn our respect and just show everybody that we're actually that we're good, that good of a team. So when you're on the field with, you know, I, I know playing Kentucky high school football, most weeks you're not going to come across as many division one guys potential that were in that game. Obviously four of you who played in that game are committed to Kentucky. Several more guys have UK offers plus offers from other schools is there a kind of a mutual respect for a team like that whenever it's so much talent at one time on the field? Uh, definitely. I know uh, me me and Jack, we were just all talking uh, before the game, and he was just like, stay safe out there. We all know we win or lose, we all some dogs, and it's just all the respect game out of, off of that. Now we have to give your all's kicker some love for that field goal at the end, but also, too, the guy that was holding I mean, that was uh, – what's going through your mind when you're watching that snap and when you went back and watched the replay and see that it pretty much bounced to him and was able to gather it and kick that field goal? What was going through your mind when you saw that? My heart dropped. <laughs> <laughs> I, told, I, started, I told Mike, I said, boy, you scared me on that. Yeah, I, I thought that was the play of the game, honestly. You had, you had a great run to set that up, but for that kid to scoop that up like that and get it down for the kick, uh, I thought that was phenomenal. But going back to – so you're talking with Jagger and obviously to Kel and Jordan. How how active are you guys talking to each other right now? Obviously, it's still a few months out before you guys sign. But what do you, what would you kind of say is the chemistry like between this uh, class of 2021 commitments? Uh, we have a look. We have a group chat. So I mean, we almost we talk probably once or twice a week. We all have just good communication through each other. And two, now you're you're at a position at Kentucky, Lavelle, that I know you've sit back and you've got to watch how great these running backs at Kentucky have been for the last four to five years. How excited are you to sort of be that next guy in line to join the program and fall in under Eddie Grand, where they've had a, a position they've had probably offensive line and running backs been the most successful? No, I'm really excited. I saw how Eddie – I saw his history with the running backs and him sending them to the league and just producing the good backs, and I just knew that that's something I want to be a part of. When we talked to Jagger a couple weeks ago, he had said that one of the big reasons he wanted to stay home was because it felt like it would mean more to him to help Kentucky climb to get to the SEC championship, things like that. What went into your decision to commit to Kentucky? And is that something that you thought about as well? 
it was uh, a little bit went done to my mom. She always wanted me to stay home, and I, as a kid, I used to tell her, "I'm leaving. I'm leaving the state." But uh, once I committed, it was just all falling with my mom and um, Coach Murrow and Coach Stoops and Coach Eddie, just seeing how the program is building over the years. Speaking of the the other guys you just talked about on the staff, uh, what kind of feedback did you get from UK staff uh, after Friday's game? Uh, Coach Murrow, he was just like you a dog. Stoops, um, he was like on that big on that uh, that last catch. He's like that's the SEC um, type of play. There were a lot of people watching that game, Lavelle. I know I told you before we started recording, Derek, at one point, I think there were over a 1,000 people in that stream. Uh, so really exciting, a high school football game. Lavelle, thanks for joining us. Best of luck this season at North Harden. Keep the momentum rolling, and best of luck when you get to Kentucky. Yes, sir, I appreciate that. That was Kentucky running back commitment, Lavelle Wright. Uh, Derek, he actually texted me right after we wrapped up that interview, and he said, I forgot to mention I had a cramp in my calf the entire fourth quarter. So when you know that he had that and was battling through that, does it make that run even more impressive? No question. Uh, the dedication and just the want to is fully on display, knowing that he was not 100%. Uh, and cramping is something that you will see a lot of, especially the first week in a college sports too. It's just – you always see it, guys, are first game of the year – Maybe didn't hydrate as well as I needed to or, you know, or exerting more force than we used to, and then you see that. But that is an impressive run, and I think speaks a lot to him. I always like whenever you have a kid like that who, Sean, his college future is already decided. He knows he's got a Division One scholarship to an SEC school. It would have been easy for him to, if he didn't feel like he was 100%, not to risk anything, not to push it. But he cared so much about getting that win for North Harden that he was uh, out there still battling, breaking tackles, helping his team win. I think that speaks very highly of him. And uh, if you're on the U.K. coaching staff and you hear that, I think that uh, really fires you up for what he could be in the future. Yeah, in-state kid, uh, a lot to lot to bring to Kentucky at a position that's had a lot of success, Derek. So I think that we get to see, you know, they're going to lose A.J. Rose this year, but there's going to be another guy coming in there with all these young guys that they already have, that's a position that's uh, certainly not in trouble for the future and for right now. But uh, we hope you enjoyed that interview with Lavelle Wright. We're going to bring you more recruiting episodes like this, hopefully maybe one weekly or once every two weeks. We're going to try to run through this class and get all these guys on at some point. And uh, we'll probably have Lavelle on again, Derek, as we get closer to signing day. We might do a signing day episode as we get close to December and have a lot of these guys on. So we got some big things planned. As always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. Please subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you're interested in uh, advertising, anything like that, you know our emails. The information is in the description. We will have Vince Marrow on the show Wednesday. Uh, Derek, do you – we need maybe we should take some fan questions if anybody has any questions. Yeah, I mean, Sean and I will have our own questions that we want to ask, but we love getting the fans involved. So if you have anything you would like Coach Mira to answer, uh, find us on Twitter. That'll be the fastest way that I'll see it. Uh, if you send it to my email, I'll probably see it at some point. But my DMs are open. Sean, I believe yours are too. Yeah. So uh, reach out to us there. My Twitter feed's at Derek S. Terry and Sean. It's uh, at GBB Country, and we'll see you next time.
Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.